Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back into the early line. This is hour number two on Sports Grid. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wright side. Some NFL headlines for you because it is draft week. And that is going to lead to some really interesting doings. Let's get a quick one out of the way here, Donnie. I love this one. John Lynch says he can't imagine trading Debo Samuel. Donnie, tell that man to put on some John Lennon. It's time to imagine. Oh, that's Yeah. That's, look at that. that. Just right off the top here. That's I mean, you can't get any hotter at the top of the hour than a little John Lennon right there. But at the same time... You better start imagining this thing here because the fact of the matter that this not has not been worked out yet when it's your fault as an organization why Debo Samuel wants out, not the other way around. You're not saying to yourself, man, we're not going to pay this guy. We don't think he's worth that much. You're telling this guy, whatever you want, the changes we'll make. How much money do you need? And he's still going like, yeah, new phone, who disc? Because he wants out of town from San Francisco. John Lynch can play this up all he wants. Hey, we're going to work this thing out. The fact of the matter is it hasn't been worked out yet, and we have, what, 48 hours or so till the draft? You better get cracking there, John Lynch, because you better get the best possible trade package for Debo Samuel ready. I will say, though, this is the right thing that he is supposed to do. It would not be in his best mm-hmm. interest to go, hey, listen, man, I know I have no choice here. I'm ready to move on. Hopefully yeah. somebody gives me a fair offer. Uh, So do not take this as, oh, clearly he isn't going to be moved. I right now think it is more likely Debo is moved with in, uh, by the time we basically get to Friday, then he stays with the 49ers. Donnie, an interesting one. We talk about, you know, some of these skill position players here. The Packers are targeting Darren Waller. The Twitterverse is a little bit of a buzz saying that maybe there was conversations around this when the Devontae Adams deal happened. I'm a little miffed as to, how you could cross the finish line on Devontae Adams, not leave with Darren Waller, and then try and circle on back here. I guess it's a good sign that somebody woke up the Packers' front office and told them, hey, our receiving room, our pass catcher room, is nowhere near up to par. What do you make on Green Bay and Darren Waller? Yeah, here's what you do, Green Bay. While you re-sign Devontae Adams, you call the actual Raiders and say, we still would like Darren Waller to be on our football team here. Isn't that the way you run it here, where you're trying to tell yourself, okay, let's maximize the next few years here with Aaron Rodgers. Let's keep his best wide receiver, Devontae Adams, and go out and get him a all-pro caliber tight end. Not the other way around where you go, whoa, 
We just let one of the best players in the NFL out the door. I don't know. Let's drunk dial other organizations to see if we can steal one of their better football players to make up for the loss of Devontae Adams. It's not the way things work, Green Bay. You can't just go out and say, well, we might have made a mistake by getting rid of our best player. Hey, we just gave you our best player. Can you give me one of yours? doesn't work like that. And on the other side of this, Donnie, right, because everything you said about Green Bay, I, don't, I just, you know, kind of retweet. Look, um, I, what are, what would Vegas be doing to get rid of Darren Waller? I mean, what are you doing? Like, exactly. uh, unless the purpose of the Vegas Raiders, Donnie, is to give Josh McDaniels a second chance and let Derek Carr and Devontae Adams be very, very happy playing football together. If you're trying to, like, you can't get rid of Darren Waller. You're trying to win at a high level. Look at the AFC West. In what world are you in a division where you're okay moving on from a guy of Darren Waller's caliber? You're not. And, oh, but Darren Waller wants to be paid. You knew that, didn't you? I don't understand. Like, like everybody, again, like somebody like needs to figure out how to like get less need to teach these other general managers the deal here. Or, I mean, less needs won't do it because it's working for the salary cap's not real. You're fine. Just you'll be fine. My goodness, the radio audience we're rocking and rolling here on a Tuesday morning. Kevin Walsh, Donnie, right side, the early line. Talking a little bit right now about some NFL headlines leading up to the draft, Donnie. And I would say this one is most draft related. The Panthers, the reports are they will not be trading for Baker Mayfield yet. Now, this is to say that they need to let the first round play out and then they will reconsider. My biggest read on this, Donnie, is this team is not drafting quarterback at six. And if they take one at all, it's because they traded way back and they got one in the mid-teens or they came back into the first round and got someone in the, you know, last you know seven or eight picks of the first round what's your read on the report that the Panthers aren't trading for Baker yet I don't think they should trade for Baker Mayfield at all they already have Sam Darnold on the roster so I don't know how much you're improving your quarterback room by just taking on Baker Mayfield and also maybe the better point of emphasis here for the Carolina Panthers is just to take the best player available where they drafted six tank the season with their horrendous quarterback room fire their head coach in Matt Rule that you paid a lot of money mm -hmm. to to build that foundation and start all over again because they're in such a poor spot. The point of what you already tried that measure of let's go out and get a quarterback that was drafted high and things didn't already work out. It's time to find your franchise guy, not the Teddy Bridgewaters, not the Cam Newtons of the world, not the Sam Darnolds of the world. You have to actually believe in the quarterback to be your franchise guy, and it doesn't look like they're happy with any of the quarterbacks, Kevin, in the drafts this year. Take the best player available or trade back, stack your team, build your roster, and maybe next year when there's much better quarterbacks out there, you can strike because, A, your record will stink, and, B, you have the draft capital if hmm. you want to go get the quarterback that you think is a franchise guy next year. The lowest over-under for a quarterback on the FanDuel Sportsbook from draft position is 12-and-a-half. That's Pickett's number, and that's Malik Willis's number. Why is that relevant? Well, certainly nowhere near six. So, again, the Panthers at six are not taking quarterback. They're either taking offensive line or they're trading way back in this draft. That is the kind of information that you need to consider. You pair all these reports together. We go to the diamond next right here on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Start this thing off with Phillies and Rockies. We've got a total of eight. It's Marquez going for Colorado. Looks like it's going to be Eflin going for Philadelphia. The Phils, Donnie, got a big one yesterday with the bats completely waking up. I think they need the momentum here. I know it's tough to ask a team to sweep, but it would be nice as, you know, let me actually set this up quickly here, Donnie. I want to talk about a, a quick move. The New York Mets have moved to minus 150 in the AL East. That's a considerable move in less than 20 games of baseball. So they're, you know, putting distance between themselves and the Braves and the Phillies quickly here. Phillies need a big series versus the Rockies. Can they continue the momentum today? I think they can continue the momentum today, but also will this game get, get you know, get in per se with the weather conditions here expecting some rain and again not that warm weather 60 degrees around first pitch here rain in the forecast Herman Marquez will be on the mound here for the Rockies a 4.32 xfip number k percentage is a little bit light here Kevin at 17 percent but you can hit him around here now sometimes that you do get these Rockies pitchers where their numbers are a little bit inflated and rightfully so they pitch in Colorado but the right-handed batters this year Marquez has faced 41 of those Kevin a 362 weighted on base percentage and an ISO power number of 325. So we take a look at the anticipated lineup tonight. Here's the interesting part. Marquez has done better being a right-handed pitcher to lefties than he does at getting out right-handed batters. A 338 weighted on base percentage. But get this. Do 34 batters an ISO power number of .094, which is extremely good. Because if you look at the Phillies lineup, Harper, Schwarber, Gregorius, and Camargo tonight expected to be in the lineup. So at least four left-handed batters to go along with five right-handed batters. So maybe they can keep them in the ballpark. But taking a look here at the Colorado hitters, going up against Zach Eflin. Here's another interesting one because a lefty dominant lineup would probably match up well against Eflin. He's faced 24 left-handed batters on this early season. Talking about Eflin, the right-handed pitcher for the Phillies, a 353 weighted on base percentage and an ISO power number of 217. They get after him. But if we look at there, it's Blackman, McMahon, and Nunez. That's it as anticipated lefties in the lineup today for the Colorado Rockies, where Eflin has excelled as him being a right-handed pitcher, getting at right-handed batters. He's faced 35 of those, a 328 weighted on base percentage, which is roughly average, and an ISO power number of .032. So if we're looking at both of these pitchers, they actually have decent matchups here to sort of get after. Do you want to take an under in Citizens Bank Park? Maybe you can. 
Rainy conditions, cooler conditions, two pitchers that line up well tonight, and an under might be in the cards here. So that eight, it's like Colorado and Philadelphia's at an eight, and I'm looking under. This can't be, Kevin. It can't be. It doesn't fit the eye frame at all. It's a shame, shame to see. Uh, we'll have we'll see if it bounces back. I got to say this though, Donnie. I know. Look again. Th- this stuff can always kind of uh, rotate yep. here. The Phillies' entire roster has a career combined batting average of three seventy nine versus Herman Marquez, and like a, like. Camargo's five of six. Alec Bohm is four yeah. of six. But it, like Harper's, you know, over 300. Abdul Herrera is over 300. Kyle Schwarber, by the way, six of 13, couple of home runs and a double. It is Dinger Tuesday, Donnie. I know you said the weather's not great, but. Oh, that's right. Uh, man, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we got to figure some stuff out here. So I'm just saying they've got some very, very good numbers as a team against Herman Marquez. That would be an interesting one to follow. Yanks O's. I got to tell you, as a Yanks fan here, you should not see the Baltimore Orioles come to town and think to yourself, oh, boy. The Yanks are playing good ball. They've won five of six. They just swept the Guardians. All of that. And yet, income, like, Donnie, look at the total, man. It's Like, look look at this game. I mean, it's an eight. Yep. Like, I feel like we just we, we would see Yanks O's be like, Phew. Yanks pregame totals at six. Maybe it gets over the number. Like, there's just, there's no confidence here. It's Louis Seven. They're minus 290. They're minus, it's it's plus 122 for Baltimore, plus a run and a half. I don't know who has confidence to lay a run line here at the New York Yanks. Certainly not me. Now, and if you take a look at just this game alone here, Lyles, a 5-2, excuse me, 5.28 XFIP number in the season, which is terrible. Doesn't strike out a lot of guys here. Certainly not a ground ball pitcher. But if we take a look here through lefties that he's faced this year, keep in mind he's a right-handed pitcher. He's been absolutely getting torched to a 443 weighted on base percentage and an ISO power number of 233. Now, Lyles being a right-handed pitcher going up against right-handed batters. 31 batters that he's faced from the right-hand side, Kevin, a 267 weighted on base percentage and an ISO power number of .034. So he can't get out lefties but gets out righties. Well, if you look at the Yankees lineup tonight, Rizzo is a lefty. He does have very good numbers against righties this year. He should excel. Hicks is a switch hitter, but against right-handed pitching this year, a zero ISO power number through 37 at-bats, which I don't even know how you do that, and you have a weighted on base average of 295. But how about this? Joey Gallo expected to be right behind Aaron Hicks in the lineup in the seven hole today. A, a .029 ISO power number through 40 mm-hmm. at-bats and a .237 weighted on base percentage. That's all the lefties that are due up in the lineup here. So if Rizzo gets off, great. But everybody else, Lyles actually matches up with pretty well. If we flip it over here to the Yankees side here. Severino on the mound, 3.87 XFIP number. He's done very well against right-handed batters this year, Kevin. He's faced 31 of those, a 280 weighted on base percentage and an ISO power number of .074. Now, he has struggled a little bit against left-handed batters, which you're going to get some in this lineup. Mullins, Santander, Odor, and Ben Boom. But get this. Versus right-handed pitching this year for the Baltimore Orioles, they should be called the Baltimore Unders. Two, a zero, it looks like... Uh, Two guys in this lineup anticipated to have an ISO power number above .172. Everybody else below that marker. Where are the runs coming from today? If it's not supplied by the Yankees, Mm -hmm. I don't know how many that the orders are actually going to put up. So that under does make sense when typically when you see a Yankees game against the Orioles, you're right. 
The Yankees probably put up six to seven themselves, but this is a new day and age of baseball, specifically here in 2022 in April, where ball's not traveling all that well. Yankees should win and win easy, but again, I'm hesitant to try to push the button on going over in a Yankees-Baltimore game. It is interesting. Baltimore uh, has three overs on the season. Three of their last four games have gone over. So, what Baltimore was putting forward early season was horrific. Maybe it's turning the corner a touch. Uh, some numbers here. Donaldson, good numbers versus Lyles. Uh, LeMahieu, over 300 for the career and has been piping hot at the plate. And then uh, against Severino, Trey Mancini, 6 of 12. That's 500. That's solid. If you're yeah. someone who doesn't mind climbing the ladder, you can get near plus 150 on a Donaldson-Mancini hitter prop parlay. And the one thing that I'm finding for myself early season, and I don't know if it's April, bad luck, whatever it might be, if, and I have kind of the stuff all sorted here. I have a horrendous record right now, Donnie, on bets that are minus 125 or better. Just awful. Like, it has not worked out at all for me when I've climbed the ladder. But the plus 120 stuff, the plus 115s, Donnie, they're work, they're, I mean, they're working smoothly here. It makes no sense. It's supposed to go the opposite direction, right? You know, you get your minus 130s. Those are supposed to be easy, solidified plays. But I guess, and maybe, again, it's kind of the nature of April baseball, Donnie, there's more stuff up in the air. So if you kind of can keep it 500, if you play enough plus money, you'll still be up from it. So I think kind of, you know, again, you want to rock up here with a Donaldson Mancini, Donnie, you're betting plus 150. That's legitimate. Yeah, it is. And also, you know, taking those dog prices here in the month of April, what usually works out. Taking unders in the month of April typically works out until we get into the hitting weather. And you're right, getting some of those rotations where now you're seeing guys 50, 60, 70, 80 at bat. So you can really start to hone in and find out exactly what works. But it's just kind of nuts where you see it used to be an auto over. You used to open up the odds book in the morning and say to yourself, man. Who's playing the Orioles? Ooh, the Yankees are. Toronto is. Boston is. Where do I sign up on those team totals? And it's just not has, excuse me, hasn't been the case just so far yet in 2020. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting thing because it does feel like it'll probably have its very drastic turn at some point, Hopefully. right? And then we'll have a very fun conversation about, oh, did they juice the baseballs? And the pitchers will start complaining. And then sooner or later, someone is going to get popped coming off of the field with spider tack on their hands. And all the fun conversations that Major League Baseball forces upon us by not really having a good control over their own game is where we're headed. At least we'll get some overs, though, at some point. You think. You think. There's a couple of games that we still should preview here on this board as well. Dodgers minus 210 on the road. Rodon back on the bump for the Giants. Some interesting spots here. Break it all down next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, 
<laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, we are back right here on SportsBird. Previewing some more of the Major League Baseball action coming up. We'll stay in the AL East, Donnie, with Red Sox and Blue Jays. Toronto's minus 200 nearly in a Gausman pavetta matchup. Why? That, like, that, it does, I'm not saying that it's wrong, Donnie. It's a horrifying sign, I think, if you're a Red Sox fan, future ticket holder, whatever it might be. That's, this is Donnie. This is number two versus number two for these teams. That's the gap? Pavetta's ERA rocks up into this game, I believe, at a 10 right now. Total for this game. You know, going to rotate here between an eight and an eight and a half. Uh, what do you think about this big price on Toronto? It should be there because Nick Pavetta has been terrible. I mean, look at his ex-fifth number on the season, 6.86, not striking anybody out, walking way too many guys. And also, he's a right-handed pitcher. Left-handed batters are destroying him to the tune of a weighted on-base percentage here of 7.08, which is ridiculous. Right, he's at a 351. Now, here's the issue that comes into play, right? You're going to lay a heavy price. And we'll get to the you know pitching matchups here on the opposite side. But if you just take a look at Pavetta, he gets crushed by left-handed batters, but that's not really what the Toronto Blue Jays do well. Collins is a lefty. Tapia is a lefty. Zimmer is a lefty. Now, there's a lot of guys in that lineup that do have added punch from the right-hand side. Springer, Bichette, Guerrero Jr., I get that. But really, the way you damage Nick Pavetta is from lefties. So if you're just saying he's just a bad pitcher all the way around, that's why you're going to take Toronto. Well, I sort of understand it here early in the season. But also, you get the pitching matchup in your favor. Gaussman has been tremendous. 73 batters that he's faced on the season. How about this? An ex-fifth number of a 255, a K percentage of 30%, and also, how about this? 73 batters that he's faced this year hasn't walked Kevin a single guy. Left-handed batters here, a 190 weighted on base percentage. Right-handed batters, a 314, both well below the averages. ISO power numbers to lefties, a zero. To righties, a 0.49. So it really matches up well. So Maybe you don't want to go this entire way through and you say, I'm just going to match up Pavetta versus Gallusman, take a run line the first five innings. That could make some sense. Mm-hmm. But you're also counterbalancing this. As in sooner or later, Toronto is really going to wake up at the plate, and maybe they do it tonight. So you take one of those leap of faith because we know Gallusman, very good pitcher, opposite side Pavetta, not so good. They should win handily tonight. They really should, Toronto. Yeah, and look, last time uh, Pavetta went up against Toronto, I had a Bichette. Springer hitter prop parlay based on, you know, both guys having a lot of success versus him. That came in, both secured a hit. I expect more of the same here. I really do. Uh, And if you're looking to play two-plus bags tonight on Bo Bichette, it's even money. But a lot of these hits here, a couple of doubles, a couple of home runs, and again, this kind of lineup spot here versus Springer. And it's sometimes, because here's the one thing I've noticed, because I have Bichette in these hitter prop parlays. He's got so many good numbers because of his fantastic start to his young career. It's been a slow start to this season with a 219 batting average, 
But he still has, like, he doesn't have a lot of multi-hit games. Their lineup is so good, Don, he gets up five times a night. You know, so a one of five nights kind of knocking your numbers down there. But Bo Bichette is still a guy, and I think he's going to only heat up. He's got a little three-game hitting streak rocking right now. So I think you're going to see Bo Bichette only heat up more and more as the season carries on. Let's do Cubs-Braves, Donnie. This is, I, Cubs-Braves, it just, I like to see this. The matchup works for me. It fits the eye frame here. Max free to Marcus Stroman. Last time Marcus Stroman was on the mound, he got lit up. Absolutely lit up by the Tampa Bay Rays. And he now goes to Hot Lana. Could it be more of the same, Donnie, tonight for Marcus Stroman? Yeah, Braves should be favored here and favored heavily. Take a look at Max Freed here. 2.76 as an XFIP number. And he's had, what, 16 batters he's faced from the left-hand side, which isn't a lot, but 55 from the right-hand side. Not giving away a lot of free passes, striking out a lot of guys. Ground ball percentage here over 50%, which is tremendous. And if you do give those breakdowns here for lefties, which Freed is a lefty pitcher, a 163 weighted on base percentage and a zero ISO power number. So usually right-handers might have the advantage. Not so fast here. A 253 weighted on base percentage in an ISO power number of .019. You do have some decent right-handed bats in the lineup tonight for the Cubs, but really the matchup's going to come, as you said, Marcus Stroman on the mound. His XFIP isn't that bad, Kevin, a 4.15. But if we take a look here, 38 batters that he's faced from the left-hand side this year in 2022, a 406 weighted on base percentage and an ISO power number of 314. Right side here, and keep in mind also that Marcus Stroman is a right-handed pitcher, a 383 weighted on base percentage, and an ISO power number of 333. If you're looking to try to get involved with maybe a hitter prop parlay, you want to take a look at the first five batters tonight in the lineup here for the Atlanta Braves. Albies, Olsen, Riley, and Ozuna. Just look at the ISO power numbers. Now, Kevin, we always get to kick out of this. We say, okay, let's just say match up Olsen and Riley here, each to get a base hit. Well, maybe you should be upping the ante to each to get a home run because look at these ISO power numbers. Keep in mind, again, .175 is about the Major League Baseball average. Anything above that is pretty solid. If you look at Albies versus right-handed pitching this season, a 310 ISO power number. Olsen, 268. Riley, 256. Ozuna, 320. Darren Ode, 235. So the first five guys in that lineup, weighted on base percentages, K percentages, ISO power percentages, all look good. So maybe you want to match up anywhere between Albies Olsen, Riley Ozuna, and Darren Ode as well here to try to do some damage against Marcus Stroman. Yeah, it makes some sense. Kind of what I talked about with Herman Marquez, Donnie. The Braves just in general have some success versus Marcus Stroman. 343 as a team there. There's a lot of guys that make sense, and you kind of talk about the way the numbers line up here. If you want to maybe, you know, again, we're looking to figure out our spot for a dinger Tuesday. Let's get one more baseball game before we shift this thing over towards the uh, NBA playoffs tonight, Donnie. And we'll go with the Mets. Again, the Mets have moved to a minus 150 number in the NL East division, which is, I can't stress how incredible that is, Donnie. They were not even the favorites in the division when we opened up this season. It was the Atlanta Braves, the reigning World Series champions. It shows how impressive the Mets have been. And by the way, like this is all happening while we're not necessarily getting great news around Jacob DeGrom here. There's just a lot of confidence in this Mets team. A road favorite with Bassett on the mound against the Cardinals. Another low total, seven spot here in a Mets game, which is kind of becoming customary. Is it another Donnie under on the board? 
I mean, it feels like it. I mean, take a look at Bassett on the season, a 3.58 XFIP number, striking out close to 29% of the batters that he's faced, 27 righties. Keep in mind, Bassett is a right-handed pitcher. He's really held them down. A weighted on base percentage of .058. Didn't get much lower than that with an ISO power number of zero. However, lefties can get to Bassett a little bit here, particularly in 2022. 43 batters he's faced from the left-hand side, a 373 weighted on base percentage and an ISO power number of 205. If we take a look at the lineup tonight here for the Cardinals, Carlson's a switch hitter, hold back from the left-hand side. Dickerson is a lefty. Edmund is a switch hitter. But you're not getting a lot of power and pop out of those three guys to say, that is enough to carry me to victory. If we flip it over to the Mets side here, Hicks is on the mound tonight, a hard-throwing right-hander, a 321 XFIP number. He's only faced 26 batters on the season, Kevin, but he's handled both sides. Lefties, 10 at-bats, zero ISO power number. Righties, 16 at-bats. A zero ISO power number. The Mets all the way through have a better lineup. It probably match up a little bit better tonight. But I have to tell you, we're taking a look at those totals again. Nothing is jumping off the screen to say, hey, Donnie, you got to get involved in an over in this. And yesterday, I had the under seven at a minus 130 price with two runs on the board in the ninth inning and multiple chances to close it out with a two to nothing or two to one final where the Mets Mm -hmm. strung together five runs for an under. That took a miracle. I think it takes another miracle to get a push or even an over in this game. Give me the under here again. I got to tell you, man. I don't know if people. So, Donnie, ready for the best over record in all of Major League Baseball? Belongs to the Texas Rangers at eight, six, and two. Then it's yes. Cleveland at nine and seven, the White Sox at eight and seven, and that is the list entirely Dang. of teams that are over 500 at cashing overs. That's the f- three teams. Three teams. There's three more, Donnie, that are bang 500, and everybody else is cashing unders at a higher rate in Major League Baseball. There are 30 teams 30 teams and 24 of the 30 donnie are hitting unders at better than a 50 percent clip like if that and and by the way right like there are and i can i can't i want to do like you know one two three four five but, but donnie like, there is an outrageous amount of them that are cashing unders at better than a 60 percent clip this season like if you truthfully and we know you know don like the uh you just show up to the board every day and click under like you are making money if you've closed your eyes all of april and just clicked under every single day on the major league baseball board donnie exactly and and that shouldn't be the case it's supposed to even out and you know we can say and you know shake our fists like come on you need to get some hotter weather out here i understand it but it's also a counterpart of you know pitchers being ahead of the game batters i don't know what they did in the offseason but it will start to even out, or should we hope? But it's never good when you hear, yeah, Major League Baseball is probably off to its worst offensive start in over 100 years. That means, yes, you could probably just be clicking Kevin Unders repeatedly and cashing tickets on those. 17 teams cashing Unders at 60% or better. Nine teams cashing unders at 65% or better. Nine teams, 65% hit rate on unders. Donnie, more than half the league is cashing unders at a better than a 60% clip. Shout out to Texas Rangers, put that team to the playoffs automatically just for delivering us. <laughs> Nobody's cashing overs at 60% yet. Like, it, 
And the one thing is, is you say to yourself, okay, at some point this will this will balance up. We'll see. We'll see. It, it, it's got a long way to try and balance back from. I'll tell you that. You know, it's it's 60, 17 teams, 60% or better. Golly, let's talk about the NBA, huh? Three games paid. on tonight's board. Yeah, exactly. And then they're going to get all upset again and eliminate the, the <laughs> sticky stuff nonsensical. Yes. Man. Can't deal with it. Couple of series, 2-2 two, two on the board tonight. Break it down next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. NBA preview time. Got some good stuff here. Let's get the 3-1 series, Donnie, out of the way. It's Heat, Hawks. The other games are in the West, and they're 2-2 series matchups here. So uh, I'm pretty excited to talk about those. Miami's a 7.5-point favorite. The total is 217.5. I have no reason to believe Atlanta hangs around in this game. I have to be honest with you, Donnie, as someone that's a big Trey Young fan, I- I've been very disappointed in this series. And not just, obviously, with the results, multiple games where he's actually gone under double-digit scoring. He looks very, very disengaged by the time these games have ended. And I know he's, man, I haven't been defended like this since high school. The double teams are nonstop. And and I get all that, Donnie. And I do think Atlanta has some uh, roster questions that they need to address here. But I expect more aggressiveness from Trey Young. And look, maybe this is just Miami being that good. And again, I think there's a title-winning championship-level basketball team here. But I've expected better from Trey Young. I just don't expect it anymore. I think Miami finishes this thing up here tonight. I, I think they do as well. Now, also keep in mind, 
Basketball players like to have fun. They like to showcase their talents. They like to get to the rim. They like to score. They like to have fluidity in their game. You're not getting any of that this mm-hmm. series here, where it's basically the Miami Heat saying, we're going to make it as hard as possible on Trey Young to do whatever he wants to do on the court. Pick him up at half court, force the basketball out of his hands. You try to get to the rack, we're going to knock you down, which you saw in the last game, basically extensively shooting from behind the three-point arc because there was nowhere for him to go. So if you're looking in this series where return to Miami, where it's still probably turn the lights out here on the Atlanta Hawks from a Trey Young perspective, this isn't a lot of fun for him. I'm sure he's not getting on the court going, hey, man, my usage rate's going to be incredible tonight. I'm going to shoot the ball 29 times. It's hard to shoot the ball 29 times when the sole goal of the opposing team's defense is to not let you do whatever you want to do on the basketball court, which, quite frankly, Kevin, is the only way the Atlanta Hawks can win. So if we're looking from a basketball perspective, and now I did think the Sixers would be able to close out the Raptors last night, and that didn't happen. But I do think that the Miami Heat will be able to close out the Atlanta Hawks tonight. And if I'm looking at Trey Young numbers, you saw me yesterday, Kevin, pinpointed very early mm-hmm. in the day. I want Kevin Durant's numbers. I think he's going to go off usage rate-wise, and he did, and easily hit his points total. I get the exact opposite feeling here in Trey Young, where almost he's resigned to losing and saying, eh, let me fire up seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven threes, and maybe half of them will go down and we'll stick around. But if not, I'm going to be off into the all season. Yeah, I, I, I can't really argue against it right now. That level has not been there. Let me bring up one thing that's um, under the radar this series. Bam Adebayo is averaging 10.7 rebounds and three assists, essentially, in this series. Uh, Bam Adebayo averaged significantly better numbers, Donnie, during the regular season. It could be matchup-based. It could be need-based. But his points, rebounds, and assists to the under has been consistent. And the number has found its way moving down and down and down. That number is 30 and a half for this game tonight. Uh, Donnie, like, he had one game where he got close, and the rest of them, he's been nowhere near it. I, is it just like, Donnie, is that one of those things where you say to yourself, you jump in on and under, could it be due, or maybe it's just series dependent here, Donnie, when you hear those numbers for a Bama to buy? This guy was averaging almost 20 points per game during the regular season, averaging 10 here during this series. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just the series itself where you're in such control where you don't need to really get your team together and go, I need big performances. Now, Jimmy Butler's giving you those big performances quite a bit here, but almost mm-hmm. the secondary guys where they don't have to step up just yet, and maybe they're saying, okay, let me just play this, you know, tepper it out here in this first round, and once we get to the second round and play, I don't know, the Philadelphia 76ers or the Toronto Raptors, maybe that will increase. But you're right. You're waiting for those big performances. You're waiting for those double-double chances here and a Miami Heat win to pull down, but it just doesn't seem like it's coming there. But at the same time, when I'm trying to take a look at some player props here for the Miami Heat and what I think makes some sense, Max Struess being in the starting lineup here and just basically saying, okay, Stand at the three-point line. We'll drive and kick, and you shoot as many as you want out here because in game three, uh, excuse me, game two, what is it, game three, had 10 three-point shot attempts. Game four, he had 14 three-point shot attempts here, and I look at his three-point prop here, Kevin, a three-and-a-half at a plus-112 price. He's going to have a usage rate. He's going to shoot 10 of those, and I'll bet he makes at least four of the 10 of those three-point shots. Can you believe that this guy just replaced Duncan Robinson? Like, after Duncan Robinson was paid by the Miami Heat? Like, in one respect, shout out to the Miami Heat for not forcing it to be Duncan and just rolling with Struess. On another hand, what in the world? 
I mean, what you give this guy five, you know, ninety million over five years, and he's getting nine minutes a game all of a sudden for your basketball team. Really, really bizarre stuff. All right, let's get to the meat and potatoes here. DRS Grizz Timberwolves. We'll start here. Two two six number tonight on Memphis totals two thirty two and a half. Two thirty two and a half is a little bit eye catching. We know that this series has had some of the bigger totals overall. The last game went over. We know the first game in Memphis had gone over. It's kind of 2-2 right now when you talk about that total. But again, Donnie, we saw at one point in this series a 240 number here. Seven points south. I think over more than side or anything else. Over 233 makes some sense. 232.5. What about you, Memphis, Minnesota? Yeah, the line is pretty strong here for the Memphis Grizzlies. But at the time that you're now looking and say, okay, Rubber meets the road. Series is tied 2-2. It's a best of three. The Grizzlies have two of these games at home. The Timberwolves have one back in their place. This is the game that you must have. Because I know when you talk about seven game series, yeah, it's important to win game one, two, three. I understand all that. But once you get to the game fives, where you have the home court advantage still in your favor, how important it is to seize that. Because if you lose this game, all of the Grizzlies, you go on the road in a closeout elimination situation on the other team's home court who have that same urgency, like, hey, we can't let it get to game seven and put it back in your building. But having said that, I think that six points makes some sense, and I think Memphis is the play tonight. Now, if we're looking, you see me a couple times in the series already go John Morant to the under, 26 and a half points. He hasn't lit it up like that MVP caliber candidate that we were looking at about midway through the season before he actually got injured for the Grizzlies. So that 26 and a half makes some sense. Carl Anthony Towns, 23 and a half on the opposite side makes a little bit of sense here. But you're looking for some of the other guys to step up. Anthony Edwards at 23 and a half. The chance to absolutely go off is always there. But if I'm looking for two guys from each side, it's probably going to be John Moran on one side and Carl Anthony Towns to show up on the other tonight, Kevin. Jaw dropped 32 in game one. Since then, 23, 16, and 11. I agree he needs to step up, but he has been filling it up in other ways. His assist plus rebound number is 16 and a half. Over the last three games, 19, 20, and 23 in the rebound plus assist market there. So John Morant kind of getting it done in some other facets. I agree he needs to be better as a scorer if they're going to win this series and further. But he has been filling it up from a rebounds and assist perspective if you're looking to get involved there. Suns Pels. Ooh, boy. I'll tell you right away, Donnie. I'm surprised by the six. It's a Suns number. I don't know if I agree with it. Do you? Do, how do you? What's your reaction? It's a Suns number, right, Donnie? The six? People are going to want to yes. bet the Pelicans, no? Yeah. Yes. Yes, you're going to want to bet the Pelicans because of what you've seen, right? Oh, they're just not right yet, and you can legitimately see. It's one of those games where you say, I think the Pelicans can actually win this game, and if you give me the six, six and a half, I'll take that as a freebie for me. Now, if you're trying to just analyze mm-hmm. the overall game itself, the Suns should be able to win, and that is a Suns number. But i got to tell you right now, is anybody running out there going, now is the time where the Suns actually get right at home and really put the pedal to the metal? They should be able to do it. But then you're talking about, I know you said Chris Paul maybe whacked on the hand here. Certainly don't have Devin Booker. The Pelicans feeling really mm-hmm. good about themselves. There's no, first of all, there's no way the Pelicans are coming in this game going, ah, let's just see what happens. We have a game six at home. No, if you want to win this series, Pelicans, you better get serious because this is the game where you absolutely have to win this and then say, okay, we just need to win in our building or get a split over the final two. You need a big performance from the Pelicans. I got to tell you, yeah. even though that line does scream Suns, I mean, how do you pass up the Pelicans getting six points plus tonight? 
And that's why I'm trying to get creative here, Donnie. How about a team total yeah. tonight on the yeah. Pels? 104 and a half. I mean, I like let, 125, 111, 118, right? One, I think, one, I think Donnie, isolating that Pels team total is all too enticing. Maybe the Suns slow this down uh, as much as possible right now, but there is not a, an answer for Brandon Ingram on this floor. I think McCollum is also still a little bit due for a bigger game here. I'm not telling you Phoenix can't win this basketball game. They can, but the series feels tighter than the six suggests. I think the Pelicans team total lines up here. Uh, Donnie, you, this is something that... I, you're never seemingly scared of, I notice when we do the NBA props, is jumping in on a guy who has a hot hand. Brandon Ingram over his yeah. last three games now, 37, 34, and 30. And if you bring in the play-in game versus the Clips, he had a 30 ball in that one as well. More than if you like it, Donnie, are you surprised his number is 26 and a half tonight going into game number five in this series? I, I am surprised by it because you have the three straight games here, 37, 34, and 30. And so many times it's not really the way the points add up. It's actually the field goal attempts that Brandon Ingram has, 21, 19, and 23. If he's going to shoot 20-plus times tonight, he's taken down that price point that you're getting. It almost seems like a bait and switch saying, well, he can't go for 30 each and every night. But I'm going to tell you right now, Brandon Ingram isn't coming into this game after having 37, 34, and 30 and going, you know what? Now's my chance to step back as the secondary or third score and see if other guys can get theirs tonight. That's not happening. The one thing, if you take Brandon Ingram's points prop tonight, you will get the usage rate. Now, does he get over the total that you need of 26 and a half? That remains to be determined. But the reason that you feel confident is when you have that hot hand, an NBA player, a professional athlete doesn't go, now's the time for me to let everybody else get involved. No, you seize the day. In the biggest moments of a 2-2 series, Brandon Ingram is going to try to shoot for 30 again tonight. And quite frankly, if he comes up with 22 or 23 points, hmm. not only are the Pelicans not winning, they're not covering this spread. Yeah, it's a good point. It, it, or it means like somebody else went wild, the game's a bang under, but you know, to the general point that uh, – is one that I agree with here. I'm interested in McCollum props. His points prop goes down now to 24 and a half. His made three number is two and a half minus 140. Little expensive in this series. Three of eight, six of 10, four of 11, two of nine. So your one loss, he was two of nine. I think you live with that. I think you like coming back to him off of a game like that as well. I think McCollum can line up here. What are you thinking, Donnie, from the two Suns guys as we're kind of closing it out here? 20 and a half CP3. 20 and a half, DeAndre Ayton. Chris Paul in the first game without D-Book for the full game gives you 28, 10 of 18 shooting. Game two, four points, two of eight shooting. Yeah, we're looking for a Where are you at with the two Sun Stars? Yeah, we're looking for a bounce back from Chris Paul tonight. There's no way he's going to let his legacy go down the drain. The guy, he can't win on his own, or he can't even get by a first-round series because mm -hmm. he did have the 30 points, 17, 28, and then the four points, but also sort of like, what do you want to do here? Because you know Chris Paul is going to have his hands on the basketball quite a bit. His prop for assist tonight, Kevin, is a 12-and-a-half at a plus 104. 10, 14, 14, and 11 in the four games with assists. He's going to do some damage here. So maybe you might take a look at a points and assist prop and go that perspective. But I do think he's getting 21 points tonight. I think you're pretty safe with that. I feel better. I, and I'm not saying I disagree. I feel better about Aiden, 28 and 23. Just because, look, there was some Twitter 
uh, talk that maybe CP3 has something wrong with the hand. It justifies mm-hmm. the low-level volume we saw in game number four. I don't. We know Chris Paul last year played basically with a shoulder that didn't even allow him to shoot versus the Los Angeles Lakers. So I would be more inclined to trust Aiton at 20 and a half, 28 and 23 in his last two than maybe going on the Chris, uh, on the Chris Paul side. Listen up. The early line closes out next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Last segment of the day right here on the early line for a Tuesday. Sirius XM Channel 159 right here on the Sports Grid Network. Donnie Wrightside, Kevin Walsh is always setting the table before we hand it over to Ben Stevens and the morning after over the next few hours. Now, you guys know me. I'm out of Philadelphia. I'm a Phillies fan. I'm a Sixers fan. I'm an Eagles fan. I'm a Flyers fan. And my goodness, Sixers, as I like to say, don't do this to us. So you people out there listening, yeah, listen up. Now, unless you're from the six, you know, you're getting a lot of excitement out of the possibility of the Toronto Raptors overcoming a 3-0 deficit to take down the Philadelphia 76ers in a seven-game series. It's never happened before in the NBA. In hockey, it's happened, and quite frankly, happened in a positive direction for the Philadelphia Flyers over the Boston Bruins back in 2010 on the Flyers' way to the Stanley Cup, which ended up losing to the Chicago Blackhawks. But let's get back to the here and now. You heard some of the murmurs down at the Wells Fargo Center last night. Can this really be happening at this time? Can the Philadelphia 76ers, who pasted the Toronto Raptors so easily in Philadelphia in games one and game two, pulled out a three-point shot at the buzzer by Joel Embiid for all intents and purposes to end the series? And then the Sixers got lackadaisical in game four. And even though Fred Van Fleet only paid about 15 minutes in that game four game, Toronto held home court and held serve there to send it back to Philadelphia. But the coronation was supposed to be last night. 
The Philadelphia 76ers favored by eight points here. No Fred Van Vliet for the Toronto Raptors. Yes, Joel Embiid a little bit banged up, but you get Matisse Thibel back. All systems go until they weren't yesterday, and the Sixers put forth one of their worst performances of the entire season. So now the game goes back to Toronto, and Joel Embiid is quoted as saying, we're fine. I mean, it's the same recipe. Don't turn the basketball over, offensive rebound, and everything will be okay. I'm not so sure of that anymore. The Sixers need to close this out in Game 6 and not get to the pressure cooker of Game 7. Make sure you stay tuned for Ben Stevens and the morning after right here on The Grid. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.